Let's praise the Lord together. Oh, let's magnify the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let's just lift him up for a moment. He's great and greatly to be praised. We magnify you, Savior. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. God is so good, and God is so faithful, and he never changes, and he never fails, and in him there is no shadow of turning. In an inconsistent world, there is a consistent God. In a world that vacillates every day with every news cycle, there is a God that changes not. And I am so thankful for that, that we have a constant that we can lean upon. I'm thankful for his presence that we feel here tonight. And uh, God is doing a great, great work in this region through this church. And um, so thankful for the opportunity to be here. And again, give high honor to your pastor, his wife and family. And um, I know that it is a cold, wet, snowy Monday night, and that's not the time you normally have church, and I know many have gotten off work and barely made it here, but I wonder if we couldn't just turn all that off tonight, because it's been my observation that sometimes weather and things of that nature psychologically affect our response, and it affects the atmosphere, but there's a unique component about an apostolic is that we have power to change atmospheres. Amen. Thankful for what we're feeling in here tonight. There is a depth and a place that God wants to take us to tonight. Is there anybody that's hungry for everything, for everything, everything that God has? I don't want to leave anything on the field tonight. I want everything. Would you tell that to the Lord right now? Jesus, everything you have, I want it right now. Tonight, God, everything you have purposed and planned, I desire it. I want it. I want to experience it tonight in the name of Jesus. Amen. Again, I, I thank your pastor for allowing me to be here. The wonderful accommodations. And I look forward to returning when time permits. And um, I have felt this for some days. And it was strongly reemphasized yesterday. And I pray that there is no redundancy, but this is what the Lord would say to you tonight. And um, there is a place that the Lord wants to take us to, a dimension of the Spirit, much beyond yesterday. Yesterday was the staging ground for this tonight. And I want you to know that I cannot take us there. And we're going to go there tonight. It's going to take everyone with a mind made up that we want to go where God wants us to go. There is a special dimension of the Spirit, and in this dimension, things change. Things break. Situations turn around. Prayers are answered. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Isaiah 59 and verse number 14. Isaiah 59, 
I'm going to read it in King James, and I'll read it in the New Living Translation as well. Isaiah 59, verse number 14. Praise God. The Bible says, And judgment is turned away backward, and justice standeth afar off. For truth is fallen in the street, and equity cannot enter. Yea, truth faileth, and he that departeth from evil maketh himself a prey. And the Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no judgment. And he saw that there was no man, and wondered that there was no intercessor. I want to pause there. The New Living Translation, I believe, brings it into a much more modern outlook and is a depiction of where we are right now in our world. And it says, our courts oppose the righteous. Justice is nowhere to be found. Truth stumbles in the streets, and honesty has been outlawed. Yes, truth is gone. And anyone who renounces evil is attacked. The Lord looked and was displeased to find there was no justice. He was amazed to see that no one intervened. And I, I want to preach to you tonight from this subject with the help of the Holy Ghost, a resurgence of the intercessor. A resurgence of the intercessor. And I pray that you will go the distance with me tonight because God wants to move in a remarkable way in this service. I want you to lift your level of expectation a little bit higher right now. Would you lift your voice? Would you lift your hands right now? Whatever you are expecting, would you raise that expectation right now? Come on, those that are spiritual here tonight, would you just go ahead and tap in right now? In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I bind every spirit of opposition. Let faith be loosed in this place tonight. Let ministering spirits fill this house. Let there be a heavenly host in this place. We are believing, we are expecting, we are anticipating. Come on, I feel expectation rising. Somebody ought to shout unto the Lord with a voice of expectation. In the name of Jesus, we believe. We believe. We believe. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. You can be seated. And I believe tonight in the power of prayer and believe that there is no force on planet earth that is more powerful and more effective and life altering than prayer. There is nothing that can compete with prayer. There is no man-made weapon or power that has been developed that can touch what prayer can do. Prayer can change anything. You believe that tonight. Prayer can change anything. You got to believe that. It's not just something that you've got to say. You've got to get some convictions about some things in your spirit. If it's ever going to work in your life, prayer can change anything. Hallelujah. 
Amen. Prayer, regardless of what laws are passed, prayer is a higher law. Regardless of what governments are doing, prayer has more power. Regardless of what elected official rises up, prayer has a greater power. Hallelujah. Prayer can conquer kingdoms, be they physical or spiritual. Prayer is greater than the effects of cancer or diabetes or anything else that your body may be under an attack by tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Prayer is greater than any demonic force that is opposing you or your family or your emotions right now. Prayer is greater than anything that you will ever come in contact with. There is no situation that prayer cannot change. Oh, hallelujah. Help me tonight, God. I've come to encourage those that are aware. Come on, I've come to strengthen and pull on those that have forgotten. I've come to inform those that have never known before that prayer can do anything. And right now, the first step for your prayer to become effective is while I am preaching, there's got to be faith connected to prayer. That when I pray, anything can happen. When I pray, something must happen. When I pray, something will happen. That there is a God that answers prayer. There There is a God that answers by fire, and there is nothing that is too hard for the Lord. Come on, prayer is not a ritual prayer. It's not phraseology prayer. It's not memorized prayer. It's not pretty, but prayer is powerful. Hallelujah. Real prayer is raw. Real prayer is unfiltered. Real prayer is gritty and it is honest and it is transparent. Prayer has the power to reach the most hard-hearted, vile individual in the city of Spokane. Prayer can reach into a house full of drunks and begin to draw and begin to shake. Prayer has the power to reach the addict. Prayer has the power to reach in your house that's full of devils and God-haters and begin to shake things up. Come on. Prayer can bring demonic strongholds of this region to its knees. Prayer has the power, come on, to turn a city upside down. These, come on, that have turned the world upside down, how did they do that? Through the power of prayer. Come on, somebody. Come on, the song don't have as much power as your prayer. Let me preach to you tonight. Prayer can change anything. Prayer can change your family. Oh, yes, it can. Prayer can change your marriage. Prayer can change your emotions. Prayer can change your health. Prayer can change your mind. And most importantly of all, prayer can change me. Prayer. Come on, somebody. The greatest necessity of prayer is that it changes me. It changes who I am. It changes the way I think. It changes the way I talk. Come on, it it rewires me spiritually. Prayer is what makes a difference. Prayer is what sets us apart. And without prayer, we have nothing whatsoever. Praise God. Prayer can accomplish much. I'm going to tell you, we have gotten it so backwards in Pentecost. We have become so dependent upon the music and upon the preaching to carry us to the place 
that God desires us to go. It will never happen without reinforcement of prayer. Prayer is where we begin, not where simply we end. Prayer is the launching pad. Prayer is the foundation. I'm going to tell you right now, if you depend on the singing and the preaching to take us into the fullness of what God has, you will never see it. Come on, somebody. The singers can sing until they lose their voice. The preacher can preach all night. And we may have a move of God. And there may be a demonstration, but we will leave shorthanded for what God had. Come on, somebody. There is much that God prepares for every service. I have seen it for years in Pentecost that we close our doors and we go to the house and we leave miracles on the table. We leave breakthroughs and victories prophecies, come on, answers, direction, your prayer, come on, it's an indication of your level of spiritual hunger, your prayer, come on somebody, don't come to church and wait for somebody to turn your crank, Paul said you got to stir yourself up, don't wait for someone to stir you, how do you stir yourself up, somewhere you've got to get in a red hot prayer meeting and let the spirit of God begin to pray through you. I want somebody to preach faith into me. He said, which he beloved, building up your most holy faith. How? Get in the Holy Ghost and let God begin to pray through you. Come on, unbelief will begin to leave and faith begins to enter in. Come on. The Holy Ghost is here. Jesus. Jesus. Prayer changes things. I have seen such an absence of prayer in Pentecost. And I, I have heard it said, and I disagree wholeheartedly, that uh, people don't want to pray and people are uninterested in prayer. I don't believe that. I believe that people are frustrated by ineffective prayer. I believe that many have tried prayer and have sampled prayer and have done the best that they know how to do with prayer. And for whatever reason or another, it has not worked as they thought it would, as they have heard it preached. And when prayer becomes ineffective, it becomes frustrating. When prayer does not bring answers and when prayer does not change things to the degree that we think that it should, it becomes frustrating. And we reach a point that says, what's the use? Why should I even get involved if it's not going to do anything? Why pray? Come on, somebody. I've come to restore somebody's confidence in prayer. Tonight, God wants to take us to a dimension of the Spirit. Come on, that brings the glory down. A dimension of the Spirit that ushers in the supernatural. A dimension of the Spirit that breaks demonic shackles. Come on. A dimension of the Spirit that drives out spirits of depression and anxiety out of your house, out of your marriage, out of your children. Come on, somebody. There is a dimension of the Spirit where we can rise up in total dominion and victory. Come on, there is a dimension of the Spirit where things must change, where things will change, where you can be transformed, where your church is transformed, where you can walk in the victory that God has destined you to walk in. But you've got to want to go there tonight. Is there anybody hungry for it? I want it. I want it. I want it. There's different dimensions of prayer, and I've not come to teach on it tonight. But there is a dimension of prayer where things 
must change or things must turn. There is a dimension of prayer where God is provoked to respond. Hallelujah. I'm hungry for God to work. I'm telling you there is a dimension of prayer that brings revival into a city. There is a dimension of prayer that allows a church to put its foot on the head of the prince of this region. Come on. There is a dimension of prayer that opens doors into the harvest that nothing else. Honey, you can drive buses until they all break down and knock doors until your knuckles bleed. But there is a dimension of prayer that opens doors in the spirit that all your knocking will never do. I'm not downplaying that. We need all of the above. But there's a place in prayer that we must first go. Come on. Listen, you can labor with programs. You can do all of this and labor in vain unless we can tap in to that dimension of prayer in the spirit we will never be as effective as we want to be let me tell you something this city does not care about your new building or how great your singers are or how wonderful your programs are but what they want is what you got you told them you got delivered from drugs that's what they're looking for you told them they you got delivered from alcohol that's what they need you told them God puts your marriage together that's what they need and the only thing that will do that it's not the choir and it's not the preaching it's the power of prayer come on that begins to break things it's the power of prayer that begins to shift things you've got to want it you've got to want it you've got to want it if you want it you can have it Praise God. In this hour, you've got to want to draw closer to God than you've ever been before. I need God more than I ever have. Draw nigh to me, and I'll draw nigh to you. To get close to God, it's my step first, it's my response first. That initiates a process. If you want what God has, you've got to begin to move in his direction. I'm looking for unsatisfied people here tonight. I, there may be some here tonight that says, you know what, I admit, I haven't been where I want to be. I haven't lived for God the way I want to live for God. I'm going to tell you, if you're ever going to live for God, you might as well do it right now. Don't you wait another six months. Don't wait another year. Right now, right now, it's time to live for God like every moment counts, like every second counts, because we don't have as much time as we think we have. It's an hour where God is looking for people that want him that are hungry. Hallelujah. God is searching for the hungry. The Bible says that the hungry shall be filled. Praise God. God does not meet people in the middle. I understand the expression. But listen to me, God never meets anybody in the middle. You begin the process. You take the first step towards God, and God is there. Come on. You begin to reach out to him. He's as close as the mention of his name. 
I didn't have to meet God in the middle when I found him. I just began to move in his direction, and he was there. Come on, the prodigal just had to put his foot on the edge of the property, and the father came running. Come on, you start the process, and God will finish it. Come on, God's looking for someone that's hungry that says, I'm not satisfied. Come on, I've been in Pentecost for 50 years, honey. I'm going to tell you, there's a place God can take you. You ain't never been before. Don't be in this so long that you convince yourself, I've seen it all, I've done it all, I've experienced it all. You will never plumb the depths of God's power. You will never see all that God can do. I'm telling you, regardless of where you are, there is a deeper place. There's a more powerful dimension that you have not known. And if right now hunger could be provoked in you, I believe God can begin to open that door and allow you to step into it tonight. I want to go there. I want to go there. Take me to that place. Prayer recently may not be a great revelation to you, but it stirred my soul. God began to speak to me. In the last days, he is going to respond to hunger in unprecedented ways. Oh, hallelujah. He's going to respond to hunger in unprecedented ways. If you show an inkling of hunger and desire for him, he's going to open the windows of heaven and begin, come on, come on, he's a shy, there's a race for the rapture right now. There's a race. Come on, God is desperate to draw men, to draw people. If you show any kind of hunger, God is going to begin to reach. Come on, the desperation of heaven to fulfill the will of God is mind-blowing. In the hour that we are living in, God is desperate to save right now. Come on, that, that is his complete agenda right there. He came to seek and to save right now. God is desperate to save, to reach, to gather in one final sweep, in one final move. And he is looking for people that are hungry. I want everything. I want all. Come on, not just another dimension of revival. I want the fulfillment. I want everything. Come on. God, don't just give us another piece of the puzzle, but hope in the Come on, come on, come on. I want everything, God. Is there a desperate person on a Monday night that doesn't care about the day of the week or what protocol or tradition says? Someone would say, I am desperate for God like I have never been before. Would you reach out to God right now all across this room? Come on. Come on, the Holy Ghost is here. The Holy Ghost is here right now. Come on, open your heart. Open your spirit. Stay with me. I want to tell you tonight. That prayer has got to become a daily necessity. It's got to become preeminent in our lives. Oh, hallelujah. Listen to me. If I could convince you that prayer is more important than you putting in your 40 hours this week. I'm not telling you to quit your job. But I'm going to tell you prayer will do more for you than what earning your income will do.
I want you to be educated, but prayer is more important than you studying for that final examination. Come on. Prayer, prayer must gain preeminence in Pentecost if we are going to be all that God wants us to be. Don't you tell me that we have ever entered into some kind of spiritual dark age where miracle signs and wonders have diminished. I'm going to tell you, I see them all the time. They ain't never diminished because God's never quit and God's never changed and nobody's ever put him in a box but he is moving where there is great hunger I wonder if there is great hunger in this house come on God he is searching for the hungry he is listening for the sound of the desperate come on I want it all I am hungry I am ready I said it yesterday you'll never be saved on a two to three time a week connection with God. Not enough. Not enough. Listen. In the hour that we're living in, it's not enough. And as the pressure of the end time increases, oh, hallelujah, we are going to need every encounter with God that we can get. We're going to need every experience with God that we can claim. Mm. Prayer is communication. Prayer is connection. Communication is the foundation of every relationship. And when communication breaks down, so breaks down the relationship. You'll never know Jesus by two times a week of being in his presence. You can be near somebody and not know them. I know people that have claimed to have known great people and famous people, but really the reality was that they just were in their presence one time. I was near the President of the United States less than 100 yards. I cannot say that I know him, but I was in his presence. You can be in the presence of Almighty God and never know him. Come on. Come on, somebody. You can feel the presence of God. There's people that walk in your doors every week that are hooked on drugs, that are devil-possessed, that feel the presence of God. It's not the same as knowing him. Come on. Do not mistake feeling goosebumps and feeling emotions as God's stamp of approval upon your life and upon your actions. Do not mistake feeling the presence of God as knowing God. There is a difference. Come on. Come on, that is only a surface touch. That is only on the top level of this thing. There is a dimension that God wants to take you to, but only those that know him can access it. You'll never know Jesus praying twice a week. You want to get married? You got to spend time with somebody. You got to talk to them. He said, come and learn of me. Learn. Get to know me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. You don't and cannot know someone you don't talk to. It is impossible to develop a relationship with people where there is no time spent. That I may know him, the Bible says. A lot of people know about Jesus, and they sing about Jesus, and they preach about Jesus, but not everybody knows him. Hallelujah. I said it yesterday, let me repeat it. Many will say, Lord, did we not do many mighty works in your name? He said, depart from me. The problem is not what you did. It's what was never done. There was never a relationship. I never knew you. 
Hallelujah. The church of Ephesus is applauded over many great and tremendous efforts in the kingdom of God. A stellar church, a model church in many respects. But the Lord ends this uh, applause by rebuking them for not maintaining a relationship despite all you have accomplished, Ephesus. The greatest thing and the thing I am most concerned with is you have forgotten about relationship. And when there is no relationship, it makes everything everything else null and void. The greatest thing you'll ever do in your life is to know Jesus. The great, listen daddy, the greatest accomplishment you'll ever have is not impressing somebody. It's not making 150000 a year. It's knowing him. The greatest thing you'll ever do is not earn a PhD. It's knowing Jesus. Come on. It's not being successful. It's knowing him. I'm telling you, it's a whole lot easier to live for God when you know him. His commandments are not grievous when you know him. It's easy. Come on, somebody. Help us, God. What's the most important thing? Martha, one thing is needed, and Mary hath chosen it. Mary hath chosen the good part and it will not be taken from her. The most important thing that Mary found out was not to stay busy and not to do her own thing, but to sit at the feet of Jesus because that's a place where you can become acquainted and begin to know him. I feel the Holy Ghost talking to us right now. Your family is not made aware of your love by the things that you buy for them or the money that you spend on them but rather the time, the time, the time that is spent with them. Come on. Jesus. How many kids repeat the same mistakes of parents because they never know their father. Their fathers are locked up. Their fathers are deadbeats. There is no connection with the father. Jesus, help us. I want to know him. I, I feel something trying to break loose right now. Come on, I want you to stay connected with me all across this church. Stay connected with me right now in the Holy Ghost. Let's lift our voice right now. Come on. Jesus. 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 They saw the disciples and knew that they had been with Jesus. The more time you spend with Jesus, the more obvious it becomes to everyone that you come in contact with. The more time is spent in the presence of God, the more like him you become. To become like him, you've got to be with him. Jesus will never be as concerned as what you have done for him as much as what time you have spent with him. Come on. That is the priority. I've got to be in the presence of God. Come on. Everybody in this room is going to come in contact with pain and loss and grief and depression and anxiety and fear and all manner of things are going to come against you every day, every week. I'm going to tell you what changes all of that. It's being in contact with Jesus. I don't know how people make it on drugs. I don't know 
know how people make it in dead, dull, dry, phony religious churches all across this area. It's only by the power and the influence of the Holy Ghost that I am here right now and not in a psych ward. It's only by the power of the Holy Ghost I haven't slit my wrist or blown my brains out. Honey, life is hard and life is painful and life will run you over. But it is the power of the Holy Ghost that begins to transform you, that begins to lift you. Come on, it is only the power of the Holy Ghost that can take you by the hand and lift you up. I don't know where you're at tonight in your mind, in your life, in your spirit, but there is a God that wants to move in and begin to rearrange some things. Lazy, apathetic, passionless prayers that are being prayed in apostolic churches do not move God. If anything, they frustrate him. and They are a sign of unbelief. They are powerless prayers. They are faithless prayers. Come on. God is not interested in simply words. He's not interested. I've heard some that, that can get loud. He's not necessarily interested in noise. Oh, hallelujah. I've had, listen, I'll be honest with you, I've had conversations with people where I was preoccupied with something else. I am hearing what they say. I am responding to what they say. But my mind and my emotions are on some other situation. Everybody here has likely been guilty of that. And that is a type of prayer that is too common in apostolic churches. We are here, but we are still on the job. We're still at the house. We're still under the pressure of unpaid bills and medical issues and family squabbles and whatever else may be going on come on it is possible to talk to him but never communicate with him it is possible to say the right things but there is never a connection made come on God is provoked by passion God is provoked by hunger not some humdrum dead dog prayer that you can hear in a Baptist church God is moved by passion come on Come on, hunger is revealed by passion. Hunger is manifested by passion. Don't tell me how hungry you are. Put it on display. Let God see what's on the inside of you. Come on, he's provoked by hunger. He's provoked by desire. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Oh, not Baha. If the prayers of Cornelius, an unsaved man, were enough to provoke heaven to respond and to send the angel of the Lord, what would happen if apostolics full of the Holy Ghost, if we begin to pray in the dimension of intercessory prayer, what would God do on our behalf? Come on, what angel would God send to us or send to our unsafe family? What kind of situation could be turned around? I'm going to tell you, there's some of you suffering with stuff. The only reason it hasn't changed is you've learned to accept it. Come on, you've learned to go through the motions. I'm telling you right now, there can be a prayer uttered in this house that can begin to turn the tide at this week. Come on, I'm talking to somebody. This night, that situation begins to shift ever so slightly. 
Come on. The unsafe family you have prayed for, you have believed for, that have been God-haters, that have cussed you out every time you've talked about church. Tonight, there can be a prayer uttered in this house, and the angel of God can walk into that living room. Come on. You believe in that around here? I said the angel of God can step into that room and begin to shake them. God can begin to draw. Prayer can go where you cannot. Prayer can reach where you cannot. Prayer can do what you cannot. Jesus. I've heard it said, God is going to have a church in that city. That's funny, because I drive through cities all the time, no church. You know why there's a church here? There was a man and a woman that prayed. It didn't just pop up out of the ground. Churches grow where people pray. Come on. You've got to remember, this is not about having church services and coffee shops and choirs. This is a spiritual war. All of the dressing is nice and it's fun, but this is a spiritual battle, and you cannot forget that. Come on. There are spiritual consequences to engaging or not engaging. Come on. It's not enough to sing and to preach somewhere. Somebody has got to draw a sword in the spirit and go to war. As I have preached tonight, as even right now as I'm speaking, I feel demonic opposition. I'm in a war right now. Come on. As I am preaching to you, I am pressing against spirits that are in this city. You hear me right now? We're in a war, and they don't take the weekend off. They didn't take off for Christmas break. They didn't take off for the shutdown. They are at war tonight, but I've come to declare war on them. I've come to tell them, greater is he that is within me than he that is in the world. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth, and ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Come on, you've got power tonight. The entire regions will lay in spiritual ruin until there is an intercessor that rises up. Help us, God. Without intercessory prayer, you cannot know and possess spiritual dominion in a city. I've seen intercession become loose in a church where it had been foreign, where it had been non-existent, or whether a long, long time had passed since it had been there. And I have watched it frighten children. I have watched it disturb young people because it was a foreign sound. Come on. It can't be said of Cornerstone Church. Come on. Listen to me. I've watched four and five and six-year-old children tap into the dimension and channel of intercessory prayer, and I've watched them pray like that for hours. 
Listen to me. This is not for the more spiritual. This is not for the ministry. This is not for the leadership or those that are more zealous for God. This is a place where anybody can go. If you've got the Holy Ghost tonight, stop sitting there qualifying yourself. I don't feel like I deserve it, honey. Don't nobody deserve anything. That's not what this is about. God wants to take every person that is hungry for to that dimension, to that place tonight. Come on. I know some of you are not aware of what I'm talking about, but God's fixing to make you aware. You may never have prayed intercessory prayer in your entire life if you want to go there tonight God is going to take you there come on I have watched that transformation I have watched the spirit of intercession settle upon a congregation I have watched brand new people just filled with the Holy Ghost begin to tap in come on I've watched intercession settle into a church and I have watched people that came in that did not know God begin to speak with tongues why intercession changes the atmosphere Come on, it's time that you change the atmosphere. Your prayer can make it so hot in here. We can't even move in this church, in this service. I have watched prayer become so powerful in pre-service prayer that before someone can touch the keyboard, new people are already speaking in tongues. I don't want you to say, man, I want to know, do you want it? No, 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 I'm serious tonight. Do you want what I'm talking about? Because if you want it, you'll do something about it. You're not affirming me to say amen. If you want it, you can have it. And if you want it, you've got to get up and go after it. Come on. I know it's a Monday night, but it's revival time in Cornerstone. Come on. It's time to set this city on fire. It's time to use a weapon that God has given us. You've got power to change the atmosphere. Come on, there can be such a spirit of prayer in this house as it was in the Old Testament where the priest could not stand to minister. Come on, you can pray the fire down where physical miracles begin to happen throughout the song service. Come on, let's get out of our rut. Let's toss the schedule and the protocol and let's pray the power down and let God be God and let God do what he wants to do. Come on, break out of the program. Break. Come on, you've got to catch this. Don't bring your program across that street. You hear me? Don't take your program in that building. You need the power. You need the power. You need the power. The spirit of intercessory prayer. It's in this room. I want you to stay with me. There's coming a moment here in a a few minutes. The spirit of intercession is going to fall in this house. And if you want to go there, God will take you to that place. I'm, I'm hurrying to a close right now. I go into too many churches throughout the day, and it's like walking into a funeral parlor. The sound of prayer is absent. Come on. I don't want a sinner to be greeted by the sounds of fellowship. Nothing wrong with fellowship. We're so concerned about what people's opinions are about us. 
this church does not need, this city does not need a polished church. It needs a powerful church. Before Pentecost got an ego, we were powerful and we didn't care. We were the scourge of the city. We were the ones on the, listen, the old time Pentecost, most of the buildings were built by the tracks because that's where we belong. That's where we fit in the best. That's when we were powerful and we didn't care what we looked like. But we have got so much polish and veneer on Pentecost. We sit here tonight concerned if I get too loud, what are they going to think about me? If I talk in tongues kind of crazy, everyone's going to stare at me. God wants to deliver his church from the opinions of others. I don't care what you think about me. I don't care what I look like. I'm going to get loud tonight. Come on. Come on. I'm fixing to go toe to toe with the devil. And it wasn't meant to be pretty. It's not meant to look cute. Come on. But it has a power to change. To change. To change. Come on somebody. Come on somebody. It's time for you to come alive. Come on. It's time for you to revive tonight. Your music should not be more powerful than your prayer. I submit to you that if we will pray as we can, our musicians and our service leaders and our preachers will never struggle again. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. This is not a spectator sport. That what is happening in here tonight, it is a group effort. We are in this endeavor tonight together. This is not me pulling at you. This is us shoulder to shoulder working together for the will of God to be accomplished in this service. Come on. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. We can pray power down. I want prayer to become so fervent. Listen, I've watched sinners walk in and tears begin to run down their face. They could feel it. It was tangible. Come on. Hashanah Messiah. I don't want to pray, replace the moving of the Spirit with emotionalism. And it is easy to do when prayer begins to fade. Come on, listen to me right now. We're going somewhere in the Holy Ghost. Don't think that what's in here is lifted. It's here right now as powerful as it's been all night. It's in this room, and it's going to be loosed here in a moment. But don't get hooked on emotionalism. Come on, come on. Prayer is what produces it's what produces the convicting power of the spirit prayer is what ushers it in yield to the Holy Ghost just for a second right now We're going to go there in a second. But I want you to start opening your spirit right now. If, you, if you're on a time crunch, I understand that. I'm not here to put pressure on you. But here in just a moment, I'm going to tell you, there's not going to be a place in this room for spectators. I'm not here to be unkind. I'm telling you what's about to happen. You've either got to get involved or get out. That's the kind of atmosphere that God wants to develop in our services, a prayer that is so fervent and powerful that people either want to come in or leave. That's the kind of atmosphere that may make you uncomfortable, but that's the place God wants to take us to. It's only at that place that things begin to change permanently. Come on. Nakandoshe Mahasaya. The Lord, the Lord is looking 
for intercessors in this city, in this region. And no, a pastor cannot carry that load alone. It was his burden and his wife's for a season. It is not his total burden now. It isn't coming upon you to engage in this level of prayer. Come on right now. Is there anyone here that has family in this region that is lost on its way to hell? Anybody? Anybody have coworkers, neighbors? Friends, acquaintances, it is incumbent upon an intercessor to rise up. The godlessness, the perversion, the witchcraft, the false doctrine, come on, that is prevalent in this area, in this region, will only be conquered through the power of intercessory prayer. Come on, I feel it in this house. I feel it in this house. (laughs) Come on, it's hunger that opens a door. I'm fixing to lead us into that place, but I want you to get ready right now. Come on, I want you to open your spirit. Come on, right now. If you're going to go through the motions, you're just going to waste your time right now. Right now. Come on, I want you to get ready to engage. Don't worry. Disconnect from everybody around you. If you got to move, that's fine. But right now, I want somebody to get ready. The spirit and the anointing of intercessory prayer. It's in this room. It's in this room. Right where you are, begin to yield to the Holy Ghost. I want you to tell him right now. Tell him, God, I want you to take me to that place of intercessory prayer. Don't worry about who's around you. I want you to completely tune everything else out. There there is all manner of unspeakable evil happening right now in this region. And God is looking for an intercessor that can rise up. There are thousands that are going to hell right now. God is looking for someone to rise up. There are people that will commit suicide tonight if somebody does not rise up. There are people that will stumble into eternity without an intercessor. Your prayer can reach them. Your prayer can touch them. Your prayer can change them. Tonight, come on, that's it. Tonight, God is about to allow us to reach outside the walls. Honey, you can't pray the way you pray all the time right now. Right now, is there one or two intercessors that would begin to yield? Come on, it's here right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, let the anointing for intercessory prayer begin to settle upon every hungry person right now. Yeah. <laughs> 
Nossa! your voice as loud as you can as loud as you can come on young preacher as loud as you can come on young person come on leader go go press your way in something is going to break tonight Come on, press. Come on, I feel something starting to break. Right now, it's on you. I want you to yield to it. There it is. You feel that burden right there? I want you to let that take control. Yes, yes, right there. There it is. Let that take it deeper. That's it. Let that burden pull on you. Yield to that. Let the Holy Ghost begin to flow. Come on, let the burden of intercession begin to pull on your spirit. Come on, you're going to feel that spiritual weight placed upon you. That's the burden of heaven. Come on, let it play through you right now. Come on, something happens when men pray. When men pray. When men pray. Come on, men. We need men that are intercessors. Come on, it's not cowardly or weak. This is the greatest work you could ever involve yourself in. Let it roar out of your spirit. Let it roar out of your spirit. That's it. Come on, intercession is happening all across this room. Don't stop. Yield to what you feel. That's it. Come on, that's it. This is the dimension where things must change, where things must break. 
I wish somebody would push back against every spirit of hell that's been pushing on you. Every spirit that's been attacking your marriage. Every spirit that's been bombarding your emotions. Every spirit that's tormented you out of your mind. I wish you'd rise up right now. Somebody get mad at the devil and begin to fight back. Begin to push back. Begin to push back. Oh, it's here, it's here, it's here. The angels of God are in this house. And right now, God is dispatching them through your prayer. They're here, and they're here for war. Go, go, go. Come on, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. Every young person in this building, every teenager, every college and career member, would you get as loud as you can get right now? It's your time. Come on, as loud as you can get right now. There is something happening in a supernatural realm. Namanda Boshemaha Sene Araka Naboko Yenabahasha. You feel that right there, that burden. I want you to let that pull you deeper. That's it. There it is. That's that. You let what you're feeling take you deeper right now. Don't be afraid. That burden is on you. That's a burden of intercession. That's it, right there. There it is. Right. You feel that right there. Let that begin to pull on you. Come on, let's stay engaged. Come on, things are breaking right now. There are situations that God is moving in, things that you don't see just yet. But this week, this week, somebody is fixing to see the signs of change in your situation. This week, this week, somebody is going to see response out of someone that's been stone cold towards God. This dimension of prayer brings change. Come on, it's here. 
Shenamaha Rokoye Sandamakorekashaha Namara Maseneashanaha Come on, I know this is physically taxing on your body, but it brings the greatest results. Results, change, shifting. Come on, it's here. It's here. It's here. Let's amplify this right now. If there's somebody beside you, reach over to them. Connect with someone. If there's someone in close proximity, come on, if it's appropriate right now, but don't back off right now as you begin to engage. Come on, connect with that person beside you. If one can put 1,000 to flight, two can put 10,000 to flight. Right now, get a hold of somebody and pray the fire down. Come on, lift your voice. Come on, there are children praying an intercessory prayer. Come on, don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Something is happening right now. Come on, that's it. God's looking for someone that don't have to be driven. God's looking for hunger. Your hunger will drive you. Your hunger will push you. Come on, that's it. Let hunger, let hunger manifest out of your spirit.
I want you to get your lost family in your mind right now. Come on, get your friends, your family, your spouse, your kids that are lost without God. Get them in your mind right now. Get them in your mind's eye. And I want you to begin to pray with a vengeance right now that this week God is going to begin to pull. God is going to begin to draw. Come on, press in. Press in. Press in. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. God can reach anybody. Come on, it's not too late for anybody. It's not too late for anybody. It's not too late for anybody.